Morning, Buzz. Yeah, morning, guys. I was over your way yesterday, 5 a.m. start in the Shire, then over to help Ray Thomas out while the great Bulldog is still on leave. Still found time to break a big story, though, the Bulldog. The Bulldog? Oh, what about him, eh? Great story, isn't it, uh, Graham Arnold? Really, well, Bulldog's been uh, a close friend of Arnie's for a long period of time, and, and while everyone was bailing out on Arnie and questioning his rights to be coaching the Socceroos in the lead-up to the World Cup, uh, Bulldog and Pete, our, our own Robbie Slater stuck solid, and um, Arnie obviously had a chat to Bulldog last night and said the, the new contract's done, it's $6 million, and it's... Uh, Huge coup for Australian soccer because there are a lot of European clubs, uh, just like they've been interested in Anne's Postacoglu for some, some period of time. Um, but Arnie's staying for a huge boost for the, the local game. I think it's going to be an enormous year for Australian soccer. I'm hanging out for the Women's World Cup, which starts mid-year. I mentioned on, on radio yesterday that... Um, it's so big. The opening game of the tournament featuring Sammy Kerr and the and the Matildas was booked and sold out at Allianz Stadium in an hour. So they've had to move it to Acor to get another 43,000 people in. So it's a really big year for soccer. And Arnie signing on that dotted line again, great story, Bulldog. Yeah, no, he uh, deserves that, Arnie, from what he did with the Socceroos at the World Cup. I thought he was yeah. tremendous. Um, hey, guys, just before we get into the footy, I heard you talking about the Big Bash and that debacle the other night with the Thunder being kicked out of the tournament at 1 for 50. Clarkie, there has to be a rule, and, and you know, we, we highlight problems, we've got to have solutions. I, I think the highest-ranked team... It was a draw, wasn't it? Because the game didn't go on. The highest-ranked team should go through. And Thunder were the highest-ranked team, correct? Did they, did they play six overs? I didn't watch the game. Did they um, get through? If they got through the sixth over, they're saying, no, yeah. Duckworth-Lewis comes into play because you need six overs to make a game. And yeah. Thunder loses the game on Duckworth-Lewis. Yeah, but, uh, but I'm saying, and I agree with you, which is rare, um, that... Um, Duckworth Lewis is not yeah. suitable for, for, for big bass cricket, yeah, and the team that was better throughout the tournament yeah. and finished yeah. higher on the ladder, highest rank, yeah. Yeah. go through. Yeah, I think they, they probably need it to go. Even if they do keep the current Duckworth Lewis system, which I don't believe is right for T Twenty, they've got to probably go to ten overs to constitute a game. I don't think they can call it yeah. six overs. With one wicket down for 52 runs yeah. in six overs. And a guy like David Warner. Mate, you can still make... Still you, you, if you were batting first, you could still make 220 runs. Mm. Like, there's so yeah. much time in that game left with nine wickets in it. Different if they're five wickets down or six wickets down. But at one wicket down, mm. yeah. mate, the guys are just starting. Yeah, we had David Warner on the show yesterday and he, he wasn't happy, but, mm. you know... I uh, guess they're the rules, and you've got to... Yeah, you know, for now they I, are, I, yeah. think, I think they've got to look at it, though, for sure. I just don't think it's... Yeah, yeah I just yeah. think that system's probably not... Especially not fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Anyway. What were you saying, Lodge? Uh No, I was just interested to read your article in the paper today about Anthony Griffin and the, and the Dragons, but one of the things that stood out to me uh, in that article was how confident he was that the Dragons would make the eight, but also the fact that they, they're about five players short of filling their 30-man roster. The roster's a really, really interesting story, Lodge and, and guys. Um, 
all our listeners know you need a 30-man roster and um, most clubs have signed 28, 29 by now. Um, some, some, I know Melbourne Storm have, have closed their books. They've signed their 30. The Dragons have signed 27, but included in those uh, positions are Cody Ramsey, who's been ruled out for the season, and Junior Amoni, who is facing very serious assault charges and... His availability will be determined by the courts over the next couple of months. And I must say he has pleaded not guilty to those charges. Mm. So as it stands now, the Dragons need five new players to fill that 30-man squad. Now, with Amoni gone, Jaden Sullivan will play 5'8", and Tyrell Sloan will play fullback for Cody Ramsey. But without these five players, there are serious questions about their depth and you look around and there's not at this stage signing five players a month out I think there's 31 sleeps to go to the comp starts it's look there will be movement during the trials there'll be fallouts you know roster tightening and you you can see all the action at Canterbury at, at the moment with players being moved and players being signed but um Look, they've got plenty of cash. It's a good position to be in. But, you know, the Dolphins are competing with them. They've got four spots open. So Anthony Griffin's certainly got to get that roster sorted ASAP. Buzz, do you think the Dragons board have the confidence that Griffin has? Because to me, it seems just in already what we're we're reading and hearing, and as Loz mentioned, every team's got to be positive and confident now leading into the yeah. season. But how many games are they going to give him the board well, if I things don't go to Hawk. plan? Yeah, I met Hawk out at West Pennant Hills uh, late last week, and I put it to him. I said, mate, you got eight games. And he said, no, I've only got 24 games. That's how long this is. Look, he's, he's really confident. And look, if the board was confident in Hook, they would have extended him, wouldn't they? But he's starting the season uh, well and truly under the pump. Same as Adam O'Brien in Newcastle, Justin Holbrook, uh, Kevy Walters. And you, you look at the coaches, we lose three or four coaches every year. And um, he is under enormous pressure, like the guys I just mentioned. The interesting uh, part of this story I found he he was really confident that there was nothing wrong with the culture because I put it to him last year. And Clark, you and me had a blue about this at the end about the um, Allen Border Medal. Mm. Last year, you speak to Davey about three, that yesterday. Sorry, you speak to Davey Warner about that yesterday. I didn't actually. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh well, I only had fifteen minutes. <laughs> It's a lifetime on radio. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll send him a text. Yeah. The 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 the, the Border Medal is being held at in the Winks uh, room at um, at uh, Ramwick. Yep. Just like the big sports breakfast in February. I'm looking forward to having a glass of wine with you there, Clark. Mm, me at too. The, at the break at the uh, lunch. Um, your seat's look, right beside three... Ryan. Sorry, mate. I hope you're sitting right beside me. Well, let's organise that, Clark. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll speak to, I'll speak to well, the... Well, you're going on a date to... together. No, not a date. No, I'd love you to do a selfie and put it out to your million followers. Yeah, leave Clark. that one with me. Buzz and Clarky. Leave that one with me. I'm sure I can arrange that, Buzz, for you. 
if I sat next to you and it was a long lunch, I reckon we'd need security, not a phone. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> hey, um, seriously, though, only three players turned up to their presentation, not Ben Hunt, Zach Lomax and Michael Molo. The interesting thing Hook said was he organised a Christmas party in December and it was at a South Coast Surf Club and told all the players and, you know what, 150 turned up. Every single player, every wife, every partner, every child, all the board, all the senior management. And he said he walked out of that function convinced that what happened at the presentation night was just, you know, all these players were unavailable five weeks after their season, basically what you've been saying, Clarkie, mm. and that he does have a rock-solid group there that let their hair down that night and there was a real feeling of camaraderie, togetherness, great club spirit. And he think, mm. he's really, really confident they're going to go places. Yeah, well, that, that's good that's because awesome. I, I remember reading comments, and I, I can't remember which players actually said it, but there was a number of them said, "Oh, we're buying into what Hook wants us to do this year," mm. and I felt that was a sort of a strange comment to say. It was like, "Well, what he'd been telling us in the past, we just didn't believe." Mm. Yeah, it was like, and mm. look, there was all that talk that he'd lost um, the the younger guys in the playing group, uh, Sloan and and Sullivan, who. At one stage, we're looking for releases. And George Burgess had a decent old crack when he left, but um, Hook said in this interview that his coaching wasn't the reason why George, who'd had hip surgery, uh, didn't have the comeback in the NRL that he'd hoped for. But, um, look, I'm giving the Dragons a bit of a cheer this year. I think the competition needs a strong St. George Illawarra, and they won 12 last year. They lost 12. They win another couple. They'll make the playoffs. And, look... There's a really, really interesting point. Before he got to St. George, Illawarra, Hook had made the finals every year at the Broncos and every year at Penrith. So the bloke can coach. Not a bad record. So uh, we'll wait and see. Tell us, Buzz, about the story you've written in your column in the Telegraph today as well about the Bulldogs. Yeah, look, I fired up the mob on social media last night. I, I, I don't know if you saw <laughs> well, some of that. I did see a bit of that, yep. Yeah, it was fun and games. Look, this is in no way a criticism of Phil Gould, which some people on Twitter thought it was. This is a story about the long-term financial sustainability of the Canterbury Bulldogs. The reason is every other Sydney-based club in the NRL no longer has takes a grant from their licensed club. They get enough money from the NRL. They generate enough money in sponsorship, gate-takings, merchandise, membership to run a self-sufficient business. At the Bulldogs, they are spending so much money that they needed a $5.8 million grant from their licensed club to break square last year. Now, what I'm saying is, you guys are up with these cashless gaming cards that the government are about to introduce. Yep. So what's happening, they're going to be introduced to stop money laundering to get criminal activity, you know, away from the poker machines. I have spoken to directors at the Bulldogs who tell me this new gameless uh, cashless gaming card could cripple them. 
that it's not just them, but all the major clubs are really going to feel the pinch. So the point of my story was that the league's club will not be in a position, if these cards come in, to fund the football club $5.8 million like they've had to do this year. That's the story. I think they're going to have to... And look, Gus has done the best rebuild of any club, hasn't it? They've they've Mm. assembled a wonderful roster for next year, for this year. And they're going to be, in the next few years, knocking on the door to play finals football. But the club has got to change their business model. You look at Penrith Panthers, and it's easy to talk about them. They've made $16 million profit the last three years. Now, that's without poker machines. The Rabbitohs make a profit. The Roosters, they all make profits without. Canterbury got to do the same. Because this is a... I don't want this to be a quick, fix, short-term chase for glory. They've, they've, they've got to get their finances sorted. Talking about getting finances sorted then, Buzz, what's the latest with the CBA update? The best news about the CBA update is that Peter Volandis is back at work behind his desk today after a a well-earned summer holiday. And I'm hoping he can get into a room with Clint Newton. And congratulations to Clint Newton. You see that? He was awarded the Order of Australia medal last week. Um, I'm hoping they can get into a room together and sort it out. And I'm confident they will. I don't think, as I said last week, it's necessarily about money. It's about conditions. It's about the women's game. And I don't think they're that far off. And um, uh, no one wants to see the players boycott the season launch. No one wants... People want to see the players doing media and promoting the game. Look, there was talk of a strike. There There won't be one. They're getting very well paid now, and I just hope they can sort out these last issues. I'm confident by the end of the week, by the time we're talking next Monday, we'll all be done. What's the latest with Mitch Moses, mate, off contract? Have we heard any news on what he's going to do? Well, I'll tell you what we can do there, Clark. We can put the red felt pen through Mitchell Moses uh, going to the Canterbury Bulldogs. Gus was on Twitter over the weekend. Not that, I, not that I'm blocked there, but someone <laughs> sent me the... Well, he, you know... How many people say. block you, Buzz, by the way? Sorry? How many people block you? What, a day or ever? No, <laughs> I don't care. I, do. I know you don't care. Well, I, I block more than block me, all right? <laughs> I block thousands. I don't care. So, um, so, so Gus is on record. Look, the Bulldogs were interested in Mitchell Moses. Late last year, Cameron Serraldo took him out for dinner and chatted to him when it looked like he was going to leave the Parramatta Reels. But, look, Gus has run out of money. You've seen all the players you've signed. He hasn't got $1.2 million for a halfback. Now that Stephen Crichton's on board, he's also got Bronson Cherry, he's got Reed Marnie, he's got Billy Kickow, he's upgraded Burton. So they just don't have the brass. So, look, it's a two-horse race now, but I'm very, very confident, guys, that within... Hopefully this week, Mitchell Moses will recommit to the Parramatta Reels on a contract of about four and a half million over four years. And um, he's 27 years of age. Um, might even sign another one after that. But I think we're going to get some really, really good news for Eels fans. He'll be there um, with Dylan Brown in the halves, the, the pairing that took them to the grand final last year. And uh, yeah, really, really exciting news for the Eels. Not long now, Buzz. What, four and a half weeks? Yeah, I said, mate, 31 sleeps to go, eh? Um, 
and you know, having clubs like Canterbury in the in the news and and St George, two Sydney clubs that have been down on their luck in recent years, it's really important that you know they come good. And interesting thing, this time last year, where did you have the Cowboys finishing last year, Loz? I had them sixteenth. Ah, uh, I would have had them in the bottom four for sure. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, there will be a team that will come out of the pack again. Um, out of the bottom pack. And look, I don't think it's going to be the Dolphins. I don't think it's going to be the Warriors or the Knights. But, or who knows what the West Tigers are going to do? Who knows? What Is Bateman on a plane yet? Sorry? Is Bateman on a plane yet? I looked on social media last night. And he hasn't blocked me either, Clark. He, um, <laughs> he, was, he was having a beer in England last night, no, from what here. I saw. So. Okay. I don't... Clarky, tell me why they can't... Look... I don't know the V. I don't know what's happened with his visa. I don't understand it. Look, you know what most NRL clubs have the connections at government levels mm. and lobbyists. Even the NRL have got contacts who can make things like this happen. Yeah. Well, they had the same drama with Tim Sheens, though, didn't they, Loz? They've, didn't Tim Sheens got delayed two weeks as well coming yeah, back? Yeah, yeah. He was Actually, out, yeah, mate. Yeah, so I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what the Lobbyists, the, the Tigers. Is. Someone's got to sit against the Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Lodge, they tell me Bulldog was very concerned about my performance yesterday. Uh, well, he actually spoke to me at about 10 past 10 yesterday morning, and he yeah. said he's got nothing to worry about. Oh, typical <laughs> dog. Maybe you rang me and said I went good. Uh, well, mate, <laughs> I'm telling you, behind your back, look out. Yeah, good idea. Good on you, typical Buzz. Typical Bulldog. Thanks, Buzz. <laughs> See you, guys. Talk next week.